0: Oh. Yo, yo, yo. It is a sound advice episode something. I can't remember the, the number. Uh, we've had a lot of confusion over the past several months about the number. But I do know that I'm joined, as always, by my guy, the DIY audio guy, which would be over here.
1: <laughs> what Justin, is happening,
0: Rob? <laughs> and my guy, Nick toyds DIY Audio. And these two fellas over here, Phil and Adam, they are Karma Mobile Audio. What's up, fellas? What's
2: going on? Well, I will say,
0: but before we even start, I want to say in true Hi-Fi Vega fashion, nothing has been prepared. There's no document. We don't have a list of questions. We're just here to talk about audio. You guys cool with that. that?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So just
0: Nick, you guys have any good questions for these guys?
2: So I have one disclaimer. We're we're two-thirds of Karma mobile audio. Right. Oh, you're gonna yeah. include that guy? Yeah, we'll we'll include John. He keeps which is, the build faith.
3: Which is bad because all of my questions were only for that one third that's not here. So okay. oh. well,
2: we, we we can answer for him. <laughs> Yo, just play. <laughs> oh golf. yeah, okay.
3: Yeah, we have his
2: yeah. uh, power of attorney.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's that bad of a shape. All right. Oh, <laughs> so, man. So, you know, my first question is going to be the question that I think everyone's going to ask. So I'm just going to ask, and we've already started to talk about this behind the scenes, but where is your website at? Why?
2: Why do you have
1: to
3: yeah. go there? <laughs> <Tracking on. laughs> we don't need
1: We don't need a website. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's, it's just <clears throat> funny
3: we, we added your Facebook link like high-fi Vega added your Facebook link is that the best way to contact you right now like if they wanted to do yeah, it
2: is it yes, we we are I have given up and we are outsourcing for website because I'm a loser I'll say it
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you that old song soy un perdador, that might be a song yeah. for you
2: yeah, yeah. I figured I, I I'll bash myself before Adam does so yeah
4: after after uh, learning the hard way, we're le- we're learning. I mean, we're new. So Phil and I have day jobs. This is uh this is our side hustle, kind of. You know, so uh, yeah. I mean, Phil thought he could do it. I knew he couldn't. Got a
2: <laughs> You know,
3: dude, that takes uh, a you know, good guy to done. be able to do that. Let yeah. someone fail.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Success don't
4: happen without failure. <clears throat> Sure. So, but yeah, it's coming. I promise we're, we're going to hire the right people to make it better than we can do it ourselves right. to do it right. So our biggest <laughs> struggle is we, we're, we are actually international. So doing it just mm. for the USA is one thing because we're the distributor and the manufacturer in the United States, but we have, uh, Indonesia, Singapore, Thailand, you know, uh, all over the place, India, um, down south Mexico and uh, Trinidad, Trinidad. Yep. So we've got, we've got a big audience, but we just, there's certain ways we need to do the website that I think are above our capabilities. So you, you learn that quickly.
0: (laughs) Sure. Now I own, I learned my lessons exclusively the hard way. So I know what you're talking about. Shout out to Scott from power hog. What's going on, man. Tuning in. Appreciate it. Um, so can, for the people that might not know what is, just give us the elevator pitch. What is karma audio? How did it start? You know, we, we've done this once before, but I know there's a few people in here that, that haven't heard of you guys yet. Yeah.
2: You want to go Phil you want me to do it? Uh, you go ahead. You, you like to talk.
4: Yep. Yep. So we, conception, to date with product. I mean, it's, we're still not even, a, I think, a full year old, maybe a little over a year. Um, huh. We kind of started out, uh, Rishi Gurbani, the owner of Audible Physics is a, uh, also his major major income is OEM speaker manufacturing. So he produces speakers for a ton of home um, and co- also car, but a ton, mostly home audio manufacturers. Um, he produces a lot of things we can't talk about, <laughs> which is cool. But uh, he and I became great friends over the years, Phil as well. Um, we all, we were using Audible Physics products five, six years. Uh, Tam Noyan here in the United States was the distributor. Uh, good friends. Uh, fantastic, uh, you know, support um, from the car audio competition side. And then even from a home audio standpoint, he was able to kind of you know, guide us or talk to us, teach us. He took the time to teach us. Um, And he just, he kind of pushed me. He said, you know, Hey, you guys can do this. You know, it's not a lot of money to invest really. And I can help you and we'll get you a supply chain and find distributors. And uh, I said, Oh man, this is cool. And I do a lot of things spur of the moment. And uh, I'm not always analyzing all the, uh, angles of things so that's where phil and john come in <clears throat> john's got an amazing business sense he's a bookkeeper um phil's got a, an awesome technical side was an installer i'm more of a sales guy uh that tries to install uh, application wise you know we all have a giant passion for home and car audio so uh, you know hopped a 19 hour flight to indonesia for a week Learned how to uh understand parameters beyond just uh, what the number is, but how and why and what you change. And we, we did, we went over there because we didn't want to be guys selling speakers that didn't know how or why. Um, And uh, I think Rishi saw uh, a lot in us. So I think in return, I think we got a lot out of him uh, and we got some amazing stuff. I think we've, we've been told by several people that there's not a 12 volt car audio speaker manufacturer our speakers aren't as good as or better uh, in the industry. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where it started. Um, I I was always told my parents own businesses, you have to surround yourself with people that are better than you. And here we are.
3: So,
2: yeah, I'm way better than him. So, yeah, for sure.
3: (laughs) So I I got to ask the question that whenever someone says as good or better, Uh, there's qualifiers to that, right? Like, what do you consider yourself as good or better? Is it sound quality? Is it SPL? Is it bass response? You know, what is the qualifier for that?
2: Phil? So, mainly sound quality is what we compete in. And, I mean, our big thing going into it was we want to sell. So, you get into the the sound quality and high-end audio. I mean, there's a price tag on it, right? Anything that's Mm -hmm. sound quality oriented, I mean. It gets, it can get outrageous. We wanted to make some speakers that are just as capable that people can actually afford. And I mean, we have the advantage that we don't really have overhead. We have day jobs. We're not trying to make a ton of money to quit our jobs. Like this is just something kind of for us to give back to the car audio community. You know, back like the old days of like another uh, one that comes up all the time, Oz Audio, you know, not super fancy looking. But great speakers and they were affordable.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
4: And, and we were able to take <clears throat> guidance from Rishi and his experience in the manufacturing world. And we were able to uh, buy some material in bulk. You know, he, he understands how he's got, he makes all his own parts and cones, nothing's outsourced. So, uh, in doing so, it, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship as if we, we help and use some of the same casings and baskets and stuff that he uses. So that helps in return keep his costs lower on his product as well for audible physics. Um, but we had a specific sound signature we wanted. We wanted, um, you know, we wanted good, strong mid-bass, but, you know, audible physics uses a lot of uh, um, uh, aluminum, magnesium cones. They use a lot of uh, Almag tweeters, you know, metal domes um and we always were big silk dome guys and there are certain products we loved and liked that scanspeak made and certain things we liked about dynaudio and uh certain stuff that focal made so we kind of tested everything over the years i mean i think between phil and i and john god i don't know if there isn't anything on the market that we haven't tried um and we we knew exactly what we wanted and i think rishi thought it was going to be hard but it was pretty easy i mean he made us a couple prototypes and said Try this, but I think you're gonna like this better. And it was like, hey, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, and so we just kind of built the two different lines that we offer from there, and uh, baby steps. So um, we still offer, you know, we have Kevlar cones, and we have flat wire voice coils in our allure set. Um, you know, we have a pretty pretty mm-hmm. awesome motor structure in that same in that same line with the tweeter and the mid bass. Um, so we're not behind on the technology by any means. And that's the advantage we have working with Rishi on that stuff. Um, Robert got to hear the cars in Texas. I think, uh, I think we, we wowed a lot of people. That was kind of our first big show. It's kind of all hit during the pandemic. So, um, it's been really, it's been better than I thought it was going to go. Um, even with the Asian countries, still a lot of them were on lockdown. Mm. So Um, but, uh, I can't complain. I mean, we're selling speakers and I think now that we can get out, see more dealers, get to some shows, um, I think it's gonna, it's gonna really help us take off. So
0: I I will say that for, I don't know if Nick or Justin, if you guys have heard many sound quality cars, but I have a criticism of a lot of them where they sound very flat And, and they're, you know, they're going for like a reference pair of speakers in home, and, and that's all well and good, but I like something a little dynamic. And listening to both these systems, one is a three-way setup, one's a two-way setup. Both very dynamic. The mid bass really kicks, but honestly, the tweeters are the most impressive part. I judge every speaker component set by the tweeters because that's the hardest part to get right. And if you cheap out there, it's just it's, ruins the whole set.
1: I've never been in a sound quality car. You know, it's one of those things I'd like to do that, but I mean, try to get to a show and haven't been able to. Uh, That's just the way these things go. I'm curious about a lot of things. I can ask questions all day long. There's so much about this that interests me, whether it be the the struggles and stress of importing and exporting uh, and and that kind of thing, which is a whole nother show, um, to the details of your speakers. And this is one of the things I've observed, and I'd love to hear you guys' reaction since you actually have done the research on what it is that you need to be putting into a speaker to make it sound good. I think there are a lot of brands out there that command a premium and have a reputation for sound quality because they command a premium. And that high price tag is actually part of the marketing where it's all like, well, yes, our speakers are totally awesome because they people pay thousands of dollars for them. And I just kind of see this like, yeah, it's a cone. It's a magnet. What's going on here? What's the, what makes, what's the magic? And if someone can't explain to me the magic that makes it sound better, I just think maybe it's marketing. And I'd love for y'all to just it's, react to my First of all, before,
3: before you guys answer, everyone knows if you spend more money, it's better. Everyone knows that. <laughs> we don't believe that. So no.
4: <laughs> I think, I think part of what we went after, um, both both Bill and I have some control <clears throat> bolt install experience. Um, I've been around a lot of home audio stuff. Um, I think, you know, your everyday listener uh, is not your everyday competition person. So competition is you show up and you, you go to a chess match. And if you take checkers to a chess match, you're not going to win anything. So I tell people, don't, don't listen to our cars and think about them from a standpoint of, do they need all the marks on the score sheet? Because at the end of the day, it's still a car, not a home reference system. The idea is to make the car sound like the home reference system, um, but at the same time, I don't build my personal vehicle always to meet the best part of the score sheet. But um, yeah, like Robert said, we 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 like our stuff to you know be like a live concert. I mean, when you sit down in front of you know a set of towers at home and you really get after it. You, you can feel it. I mean, it's there. The energy should be there. Um, I've, I've had some uh, a lot of time in front of a set of Wilson speakers here in town um, on some giant amounts of Krell power, and uh, it's it's an, an amazing thing. So when I tune my vehicle, I go for that, that big audible sound. But um, as far as we, we don't – I would say – so our, our two-way – aspect set which is our um our least expensive set i'll call it um is a six and a half inch mid-base and uh it's designed for in-car response so in the doors was 99% of the time where that six and a half is going to go and it it in the door off access rolls off around 4k it doesn't need a passive crossover on it you can put it on a deck power or factory replacement or you can put an amp on it it only gets better with more power um, the tweeters an in live passive and that set uh, is super easy to install in any car. If they fit, obviously they have to fit the openings, but the tweeter is very small fits a lot of stock location openings and it's $280 retail. And we're, we, we tell our dealers to put that next to the $600 big names. Um, and a lot of times most people, if they're willing to just listen, we'll pick ours over the big names. Um mm-hmm. Being a, I guess we'll call ourselves a boutique brand, uh, you struggle with the big name, but the guy that has the Corvette and the nice set of towers at home um, that comes in and wants new speakers for his Corvette, that's our guy. We're gonna get him every time, I think. Um, and then our high end, our, our Allure set is a larger larger format tweeter. The outside diameter of the total uh, tweeter is 60 millimeters. So it has a bit of a waveguide on it. 25 millimeter boost coil, external motor, very smooth response. Amazing off access response because of the waveguide that's dished out on the uh, machined aluminum. Um, and then we have a 6.5 that matches with that. Again, Kevlar cone um, plays very high. Um,
3: so real quick, Adam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you just for a second. Because some people listening probably don't understand what you're talking about with the waveguide. So a typical tweeter is going to have... What we call a, a point where it's going to start losing signal, and as you go off axis, you're going to start getting less of a signal. But Correct, you're saying yeah. you put this waveguide on there to make sure that you're getting even off axis much better signal,
4: right? Yeah, it's basically like eating of a baffle on a home speaker. Um, it gives it a larger surface to, pl- to play off of, um, and it, it, it has a little bit of a dish to it, so it's going to add more direction in the dispersion pattern. Um, it's not huge. I mean, you got a 25 millimeter silk dome and a 60 millimeter outer dome, you know, or outer diameter. Um, so that helps when you turn the speakers more off access in a car. Um, that's just it's inevitable. You're not gonna be able to get everything on access and have it work out as well.
3: No, I way. think that's huge for a car because you you rarely get optimal positioning, right?
4: Yeah, and and part of when we designed these drivers was and I, I know other manufacturers say they do it, but we really did design for in-car response. Our 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 drivers, our mid-base woofers have high cues, so they'll work in a door, they'll work infinite baffle in a trunk, you know, they'll work in a small sealed enclosure. Um, so they're pretty forgiving on that aspect. Um, and, and that's one of the things we, we really is shot for. Um, our mid-range, our three inch mid-range has a small Neo motor and a built-in uh, removable, uh, uh, speaker grill and it it will go in in any factory location that holds a two or three inch. Um, it's super thin, um, you know, the design aspect of that was to get good body and sound in the mid range, try and carry that whole mid range frequency band. Um, but yet get it to fit, not have this giant ferret motor. And then the other thing is, is that set that three inch set, Robert, that you heard is $150 retail for the pair. Wow. Yeah. and we're talking Kevlar cone, Neo motor, stamp steel basket, built-in grill with a flange on the basket.
2: Place I mean, pretty low. Place has an FF of 110. Yep.
4: So in the steel <clears throat> pod, you can cross them as low as 200 and not have any problems. Put tons of power on them, um, and and they have really flat in-car response. I mean, they 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 do better off access as well. Like if most car drivers are going to get used in a dash location or. Thing like that. So a home, home audio aspect, they're probably going to sound a little peaky on a display board, but in a car, which is where they're going to wind up. um, They do have very smooth off access response. Um, But, and then again, like I said, it's 150 bucks. Uh, Most people are like, well, I got nothing to lose. And then they call us back and say, how the hell did you do that? Like, (laughs) why did I pay $600 for brand X, but yours is 150? Well, there's, Three thousand percent profit margin in some of this stuff, guys. Like,
1: sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I really appreciate you saying, if you guys don't mind me butting in again, is the the high uh, I test a lot of speakers, and I, I use mm-hmm. uh, basically I use Dats, which anyone can buy, and you should buy it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's cheap. It's yep. very inexpensive, and you can test some of these drivers. But basically, with a high Q driver, you have the ability of basically what what the, or you you should be looking typically for a high Q driver for what we call free air spaces, which is basically what your door panel is, right? Cause your door panel is not typically sealed.
4: Right. Yeah. It's a, it's essentially just a shitty baffle. <laughs> Sorry.
3: <laughs> no, you're right. And, and yeah. that's, and, and so that's kind of cool because some of the car audio speakers that I've tested have actually a, a not even close to a Q of one.
4: Yeah. And, and part of that goes in with the suspect, I mean, everything plays a part in how the driver's controlled in the space that you're given, but um, a lot of, you know, a lot of what we're going to use them for is in a door and is in a, um, you know, an infinite baffle or what you want to call a, I guess, a loaded baffle uh, enclosure. But, uh, you know, w- when you can make the speaker be the brain and have the control instead of having an enclosure be the controller, um, it's it a lot more forgiving. It's, it's, it's just what car audio needs. So um, our large format tweeter has an FFS FS of 610. Uh, I think crazy man Phil has his crossed over at 1800 hertz, has about uh, 250 watts on him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's... It, it, uh, with the mid-bass and the kick panels, and you have that more on access um, response out of your mid-bass, it's pretty amazing. And I think it's really eye-opening to the car audio community because the industry's pushed them so hard towards three-way. You need more speakers, you need more amps. Um, that just complicates things. Your phase relationships are more difficult. I mean, everything about it's more difficult. Um, and I think a lot of guys in the, that wanna compete that aren't master tuners, they have a hard time with it, and I think that's something that a good two-way set, I think, will bring a lot better listening music listening back to the industry. And, and part of what we want to do is also you know, educate our customers, educate the industry. Um, I think a lot of marketing and hype has been, um, you know, for the industries to gain money, of course. But um, as we create enemies and tell people that. That's BS. <laughs> and we undercharge for what we deliver.
1: So that's um, interesting. Um, I know that that Nick will probably uh, will probably agree with me here. Uh, I've done a little bit of dabbling with trying to design crossovers for, uh, <laughs> for home speakers. And what <clears> I've <have throat> found is that when you pop up to a three-way and try to design a passive crossover, just the level of complexity when you add that, that third driver, it yeah. just really amps things up quite a bit. You, you've got to worry about so many different things yep. and you know i've got a three-way setup in my pickup truck right now i you know i i, I need to go to a show just to have someone judge it so i got someone beside me listen to it and tell me whether or not it sucks I, i'm thrilled with it i'm happy with my setup and i know that it's crazy complicated and i probably could have gotten just as good a sound with a two-way but i wanted to try putting a three-way in the truck that's yeah. it just because I like, just because I like tinkering with stuff, and so just making a three-way work is really dang hard. It's not, um, yeah, you know, it's not easy. It's not well, easy. That crossover network's really complicated.
4: Today's DSPs are amazing tools, and I'm not even going to claim that I'm proficient in it. Um, a lot of what I do is trial and error. But I mean, when you take measurements and you see the nulls from a reflection or a cancellation, and you know, then you can measure phase, and it's like, oh, man. And you can way overthink it. And Phil and I are guilty of this, but some of our best placements at shows are 20-minute tunes. Just hop in and listen and make a few cuts here and uh, go from there. But uh, it's easy to EQ the life out of a system, too. Um, that's my dog. <laughs> oh.
0: I just, I just had to blank out my screen to go kill a four pound Chihuahua that was barking like crazy. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a so no worries. <laughs> he's,
4: he's not happy.
2: Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah.
3: Even mo- in the most
4: of your world, when you don't have all the reflections, it's uh, it's crazy complicated. So
3: yeah, and I, that's one of my pet peeves is when people say, "Oh, well, I'll just go active and I'll just." I'll just, you know, work on my DSP and it's like, okay, that's fine. But it's not as simple as you would like it. It's not, it's not like just throwing some numbers in and you're done. It's uh, yeah. active is just as complicated as passive. And I would say even more complicated than passive personally. Um, but, you know, that's just coming from me personal, personal experience. Yeah.
4: I agree completely. I mean, now I as looking at it from a manufacturer side. I mean, some of the best systems I ever had personally, were a wide a wide band and a mid base and one sub, you know well it was easy yeah. because you have that huge pass band on a wide band driver. Yeah and, and part of that was just it's less phase phase relationships.
2: So so the problem with uh, most of it is there's there's a million ways to screw it up and only really one way to get it right. For sure.
0: Yeah yeah I, well I will and say I, that I got to hear both these mids in different setups <clears> so <throat> In Phil's car, I got to hear him in a sealed pod. And then Adam's, more uniquely, is kind of like a A-periodics, infinite baffle situation. The
4: mid bass, yeah.
0: Yeah, the mid bass. Can you kind of tell us what's going on there for people? I, I wish I had pictures to pull up, but I didn't get ready, like I said before. About
4: my kick panels? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, a giant hole I cut in the floor for a 10-inch mid-base that Dynaudio made. And then I took a 6-inch and put a smaller baffle over the top of that giant hole. <laughs> and you can see the road through the floor of my expedition. <laughs> so, um, I had a, uh, a hydrophobic mesh fabric that goes over that with a grill. But uh, I mean, it's truly, it's infinite baffle. I mean, that's really what it is. And then I stuffed it full of polyfill and when I put the sixes in there. Um, just, it just sounded better with the fill in there. It's maybe slowed some stuff down more aperiodic style, like you were saying. But uh, I think we just, you know, probably raise the cue of the enclosure a little bit. So and yeah, those is just your standard sealed, I don't know, probably what, a quarter of a cubic foot at most, Phil? Enclosure.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a decent size because I had <clears throat> had a eight inch subs up there before. So it's it's definitely less than a half a cubic foot. It was yeah. just as big as I could make it with within the space given.
0: Yeah, and you know Jesse says that's dedication to car audio, cutting <laughs> holes in your floorboard. You know, I, I'm I'm the guy over, and this is a new expedition that he has, a newer expedition. <laughs> I'm over here with a 2001 Trooper. I don't even want to modify my door holes, so, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which Adam already so, gave man. me crap for. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, my car so was that's only the thing.
2: Two years old or so, and I, I had to cut and extend the entire body harness. It was, like, 140 wires and just to get kick <laughs> panels in it. Nice.
4: My, my truck's my daily driver. I mean, I drive it every day. Um, so uh, part of the prerequisite for me was, uh, if you notice, Robert, they're more flat and, like, in the floor, facing, like, right at you on access. I have to go to a boat, so I have to be able to, you know, use the emergency brake. And when you have kick panels, you that's really hard to do. So, um, but it's still a daily driver. I mean, and it's, I, I consider it one of the top systems in the country. I mean, I think it can run with just about anybody. So.
1: Justin, did you have something earlier? I was just, you know, when, when you start cutting holes in the floorboard, what class does that automatically kick you up into the competition?
4: The day we said we were gonna make speakers, they told us we were in masters. Nobody hesitated. So I don't know if we were doing something wrong before, but they, they, they told us all the masters. So uh, we are in the highest classes. Yeah, we we don't get to mess around in the little baby classes anymore. So I've always competed pro-am or higher. Um, I think- So my question role-
1: for you, I know I don't, I'm not that familiar with all the competition classes and all the different organizations, but, the fact that I have no idea what I'm doing, but I film it and put it on YouTube, would that kick me into a higher class automatically? Because if I, because if so, I'm going to have to quit the YouTube thing if everyone enter a competition. No,
4: no, <laughs> there's a lot of guys
1: that do just <clears throat> YouTube. Um, they have
4: the higher classes are are manufacturer guys that um, that just aspire to be up there. I mean, there's cars that are they've taken the steering wheels and moved them to the center, and it's a center drive car and. You know, it's got basically a set of towers inside a Honda Civic. You know, um, and there is no need for time delay because, well, they're just equal distance left and right. They're in um, the right and, place to
1: begin with. No need for time delay. Time yeah, delay yeah, is so they, just they, a they fix for the speakers being in the, in the wrong place. we
4: were going to make speakers in those high classes, and now we got to hang. So, out comes the hole saws and the plasma cutters, and <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm always up for a challenge. I like to build things in about three weeks and then see how they do. So the text show for me was about a, I worked on it three weekends in a row and it was a full new build um, going into that. I did the same thing last year at finals. So uh, I'm good under pressure.
3: So do you guys only sell the components by themselves or do you have passive crossovers with the components or is it just just components?
2: We, kind of we have it. passives for the Allure set they are available separate for the people that want to want to run them. Yep. But manufacturing passive crossovers is ridiculous expensive.
3: Good. Well, it's, it's you know, coming from, from a designer, it's also fairly impossible <clears throat> to come up with a good one. Uh, that's going to work properly in
2: in every any every vehicle,
3: vehicle. <laughs> yeah, right. Really every vehicle, but because you you guys know, and and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know that even just the distance between the drivers is going to change the phase relationship or the yep. way that you put it and things. So, you know, having that passive crossover, I always found that that interesting. Whenever you know kits came with a a passive crossover already made, I'm like, hmm. So and then for they that have reason- a little
2: even just that our, our passive it's it's bi so even then even yeah. a lot of aftermarket radios now you can control delay per speaker so even just with an aftermarket head unit a small amplifier and our our spe- even just mm-hmm. our speakers with passives you can you know use the delay built into the radio to control oh, that's nice part.
3: yeah yeah that, that's yeah. a nice that's a nice feature right there
4: <clears throat> yeah and and I mean, and some of that I tell our customers too, is, is going back to a, a qualified installer. Um, sometimes just a matter of flipping the polarity on the mid base, will do a wonders, every, sorry, every car is different. Um, and, and, it, and the way you do every setup's different. So, I mean, you, you can get a pretty awesome sound with a set of passives that are viable on a car. Um, I think 90% of, you know, People that are buying 12 volt stuff would be more than happy with um, a properly installed set of passives and a small amplifier. Um, yeah. then it's nice the- to get
0: the components without having to pay the extra cost of the passives when most of us are just going to use them, you know, obviously amplified each channel yep. on a yep. DSP and that type of stuff. Yeah.
2: So, so the FX aspect- so set comes with the, the passive, but it's only a little inline passive for the tweeter. So if you don't use it, no big deal. It wasn't some. Expensive passive network that, you know, we had to pay to manufacture.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, crossover design—it's—it's it's really complicated. And um, you know, when you're designing a crossover for a home speaker, you—you you know what the baffle width's going to be. You know how far apart the drivers are. So you should be able to account for all these things, even though it's hard to do. You buy a pair of off-the-shelf components, and you're going to put the tweeter over here and the mid base down there. It's like, yeah. That crossover yeah. that comes with it is just a guess. <laughs> my my hypothesis is it's designed to sound well on the soundboard in the shop, and not really designed for the car. Right.
0: right. Yeah, yeah, a lot. A lot of times on the cheaper sets, it's just there to make sure you don't blow your tweeter up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean it, it
4: is and it isn't because I mean we're we're a, we're a different breed. I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I think most people still want something that sounds good that go into shops I mean our, our dealers are telling us you know hey there's a lot of people that pick this stuff out real quick over others so I mean I think a lot of people are used to especially now are used to listen to earbuds and little bluetooth radios and stuff like that so I think it's easy to please the masses it's the, the higher end stuff that I think um can get difficult. So I think a lot of companies in 12 volt have failed to please the masses. I think they've taken for granted what, uh, what people, you know, music's emotional. I mean, that's the thing is you look at like India, Bollywood music is life over there. And so is in Indonesia. I mean, there's, their culture is so tied to music for us. It's, it was kind of an eye opening experience to learn that. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think the masses is, is is being failed by the industry, twelve volt industry. Um, but there are people that still seek out really good sound, and um, to be able to offer that at a you know a competitive price was important to us. So,
0: and, and you guys, you know, you said you're worldwide earlier, but I don't think people understand. Like, you sell a ton of stuff overseas versus you know even the United States.
4: Yeah. It's been a, a blessing, even though it's been slow. Um, we have a, our, our uh, Philippines distributor, Indonesia distributor. Those guys are so awesome. Um, and, and we're constantly learning from them um, because they sell other brands. And they'll say, hey, you know, this, this is what sells this brand. In the United States, every dealer we go into says, we well, don't have a six by nine. Okay. Or we, do we need a six by nine? Well, yeah, all, everybody that modifies anything is a truck. You look at just the amount of trucks that they sell in the industry now. Well, almost all of them have six by nines again. Every Dodge, all the Toyotas, Chevy trucks all have six by nines again. So, right now, we're basically just finished testing a pro, couple prototype six by nines. So, you, you got to, part of it is you got to produce what they can sell, but um, we're fortunate to have good partners here and over there. So yeah, we're international businessmen.
0: <laughs> yep. Nick, Nick, Justin, you guys had anything
3: you wanted to ask? Uh, no, but I could make that segue real quick. If you don't mind, I could yeah. do it at the end too. Yeah. Do asking it, do you. It. Okay. So, Guys, this is a real quick, just kind of like butt in. Um, most of you guys are into DIY audio. You guys have heard of Jeff Bagby. Uh, Jeff Bagby was a fantastic guy that did a lot of DIY home audio stuff. Uh, love, love the man. Anyway, he passed away last year uh, due to coronavirus and a few other complications. He had cancer. And we're trying to do – well, not me in particular. Uh, Javad, Javad actually got to – is doing this, but he's doing this for the Bagby family. So anyone that wants to help out the Bagby family, I'll put a link down in the comment section. But basically what you do is you go to GoFundMe, you make a donation donation in $20 increments, whatever amount you want to make it, $20 to $200 or however many, and you'll get an entry to win a 21-inch Kraken subwoofer. Um, Parts Express, I think, is actually providing that subwoofer for whoever wins. But really the most important thing, guys, is to just help out his family, his family, you know, and help out Jeff Bagby. If you're into DIY audio, you know, the types of stuff that he's done for this community and it, he's been really instrumental to us. So I'll go ahead and put that link in there. And, oh, and awesome. if you guys feel led to do that.
4: Yeah. I, I, I knew about that. Uh, Jeff and I had several conversations about crossovers and the guy was a wealth of knowledge. Um, Chuck Morris actually has every speaker we make in his possession right now. Um, oh, yeah. If you guys know Chuck, um, he's been working on a set of towers with our Allure stuff in it. Um, He's really impressed. Um, I kind of can't wait. He's kind of keeping it a secret from me uh, (laughs) on what the finished product looks like. But he said he's really excited. Um, So the DIY home guys, we may have something for you. Um, He was super excited about what we sent him. And um, he was kind of the other contact that i would had. I know Phil's talked to him several times. So um, for me, that was kind of like, if I can send this guy a set of speakers who does this all the time uh, and test things and builds enclosures and, and he appreciates them and understands them, uh, that's kind of like a, all right, well, we, we did something pretty good here. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, the Bagby family is, that's uh, uh, a big loss to the DIY community, but even greater to the family. So that's a, it's a cool
3: thing. Yeah. And he was a guy that was always willing to just give his time to any, any, anyone that asked a question, I mean, he would, he would answer it. He, he had no problem answering it. And that's one of the things he made himself highly accessible. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and that's really cool that Chuck is doing that. I had no idea that Chuck is going to do that. And that's going to be a very good speaker when it's finished.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chuck, Chuck's had a couple other people help with the uh, design on the enclosure and, uh, he's, I think he did the crossovers and, uh, yeah, so it it should be uh, pretty cool. I'm kind of anxious. I mean, he knows it. <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Jet, Jet had another good question here. He said, "Maybe I missed it, but do you plan to sell direct online? So, um, do you mind like telling them how they would go about ordering them? Maybe how much the pieces cost, each set costs, or if you want to talk about prices or not. That, that's okay."
4: Yeah, um, here in the United States, our retails are the Aspect 6.1 set is a six and a half inch tweeter with inline passives. They come with grills. Um, they are two eighty retail. Um, and then we have the Aspect three inch, which is the Neo three inch with the built-in, uh, grill. Um, that's $150, uh, retail. And then our Allure, which is our, in my opinion, it's our, we didn't hold anything back when we designed it. It's a, the the larger 60 millimeter outside diameter tweeter with waveguide. Those are $450 retail. And then the uh, six inches, $400 retail. And I think the passives we sell for $80, I believe. So, um, and we, we don't have a website yet, but we do (laughs) have a pretty, pretty strong following on Facebook. It's karma mobile audio. There's a group and a company page. So if you join the group, We'll add you, and then the, all the parameters and cut sheets and outward drawings are all in the file section. Um, if we don't have a dealer in your area, we will either sell to you direct or get a dealer that's close by to sell to you. Um, you know, but there is our, our goal is no internet sales. Um, but I think for a while that's going to be hard to do to get things out there. Um,
3: Adam, I just got a quick question. Why did you look at Phil when you said we don't have? A website yet I knew it was coming <laughs> <laughs> yet
2: um,
1: Phil someone
4: assured, someone assured me they could handle it and Phil is <laughs> always, always trying to do more than he can. he bites off more than he can chew with the best that, intentions
3: that's just someone that cares a lot about the company though that's good
4: he was trying to save us a buck and I commend him for that and I was all about it but uh, yeah. it's one of those deals uh, and I'll be honest I really didn't think a website was going to be that, that big of a deal. Uh, But internationally it's even bigger than it is here. Um, Which, you know, like I said, every day we learn. So.
3: So, you know, since we're talking about sound quality drivers, one of the things that, you know, a lot of people don't quite understand sound quality because I I believe that a lot of people really haven't heard really good sound quality. That's just my personal opinion. And one of the ways that I like to explain it to people is, a lot of times when you turn up your speakers, you tell someone, turn it back down. It's too loud. And the reason why oftentimes it's too loud, it's not really the volume that's a bother. It's the distortion. You're hearing all that added noise and it's just hurting your ears. And You're like, turn it down. Yep. And one of the, the greatest compliments I got on, on one of my builds was, man, you don't realize how loud it is until you try to talk to the person next to you. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, it's really loud. But it's so clear, and mm-hmm. if if I'm understanding you correctly, that's kind of what you guys are going for. You're going for that loud but clear type sound with your sound quality. style speakers. I mean, at
4: the end of the day, I at the end of the day, when I listen to whatever it is, whether it's Eagles or Pantera or whatever, sure, if I'm in the mood to crank it up. I don't want some cheesy ass setup that's not going to do it. Absolutely. Um, and, and for me, it's it's if you anybody that relates to music relates to it emotionally. It's just like a smell. It'll bring back a memory, whatever it is. Um and when you hear it and it's good, it's easy. It, it pulls you in. It's it's so beautiful. But when it's not good, it sucks. And it's really harsh or short. it just doesn't sound balanced. Um so I don't I don't tell people I'm going for that. What I'm going for is um, you know, when Stevie Ray Vaughan played his guitar in the studio and recorded some of those songs, that's what I want it to sound like. And, mm. and when you have live music like that, whether it's a stand up bass or a saxophone, there's air, there's percussion, there's breath. You know, there's a tonal balance about things that sometimes the cymbal is harsh. And when it's harsh, it needs to be harsh. But uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, one of the goals of ours is to educate the listener. I mean, it's there for a reason, but, uh, yeah, we, we, Phil and I like to jam out. We get told all the time, man, you guys are not afraid to demo your cars loud, Um, (laughs) but I listen to music at home loud. So, um, I love live music and that's the thing that I was telling somebody the other day, you know, COVID's really squashed live music for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's kind of, I mean, what I go for. So, yeah. So what you're
0: saying is, 2022, we're getting horn mids and or pro mids and horn bullet tweeters, compression tweets? No. <laughs> no, we, we like the sound quality part of it still.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. oh I missed that. I missed that part.
4: I, I know you don't have a lot of hair to catch on fire, Robert, but I don't think my system was bright enough to do that. Other ones
0: out there with those in it. That, yeah. Um, Got to keep I it mean, close to the scout.
4: Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean you. You, I started out slow in our demo, didn't I? Didn't I play some Haley Reinhardt and yeah. soft yeah, stuff yeah. first to show you, you know, the, the way it should be. And then we get into the good stuff.
0: Yeah, well, that's how, that's how I like to listen to someone's system, especially sound quality. I want to listen to what they listen to. I might not like the music or whatever, but I want to know, like, what they like to listen to on their radio or, or what they use to show it off.
4: Yep. Yep. You can find some good tracks demoing other people's stuff. That's one of my favorite parts of the community. And, uh, you know, car audio really now, I think is more of a community than it's ever been. And our goal is to keep it that way as it gets bigger because, you know, in the nineties, it was all secretive and I hate that. I hate that cars are closed up and you don't get to listen to the guy's car that's the best or people think is the best or whatever. Um, You know, it's kind of like that hot rod community where you, you get to walk around and look at everything you know, but let's take it for a test drive.
3: <laughs> so I, I do have a question. Um, in car audio, I feel like oftentimes it can be a mystery as to what the TS specs are of a speaker, what the response is, uh, unless, of course, you buy it and measure it. Uh, do you guys publish any of that? Do you All of it. All, all of it. it. Yeah, yeah, on
2: our page, it's in the files tab, all the parameters, frequency response measurements, everything that's in there.
3: That's huge. I, I don't know how people don't understand that's it. huge. I, I have a pair of speakers, by the way, that Hi Fi Vega gave me, component set of speakers that I was curious because they said that they were two ohm nominal. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. There's nowhere where it's even close to two ohm in the impedance chart. I mean, I think the <clears throat> furthest it goes down is like 3.6, maybe. <clears throat> I'm like, well, somebody that's considered a normal form. Yeah. yeah. What?
4: asked me the other day, why don't you guys make your mid bases two ohms so we can get more power on them? <laughs> Well I've uh, <laughs> a bigger
1: story to get
0: into, but I mean Well yeah. people do not understand like an impedance curve, you know, how it chain they no. they only get the first layer of the onion sometimes. But I, I would say most of the people watching do understand that, but you know, sure. you got them guys out there that uh they don't really pay attention. Got it and, and for those
3: and first for those that don't, impedance curves will go will change dependent on your frequency. So whatever frequency you're at will depend on what your impedance is and your FS will be that big peak. Your yeah, I've, got a,
1: I've got a video on that. And I, you know, my motivation for making that video was just that there's just so much misunderstanding. The, the, the nominal impedance on a driver is just there so that you can get in the ballpark to match it to the amplifier. It's, it's not what the actual impedance is at any given second, except for one particular frequency or two, maybe. Yeah. I'm curious so, as to how so. do you measure your speakers. Do you have the, uh, the you know, the the facility where they're built? Or there, is, is it being measured there? Do you all pull them in over here and open the boxes up and measure them? Do you use a dash? Do you use an Omni mic?
4: I believe over in Indonesia where they're built, they're using, is it the Clio set? Clio. Clio. Yeah, so they test an open baffle on an IEC-sized baffle, um, and then they test them one watt, one meter, um, and then that's what our our specs are published by after break-in. And then
2: randomly, we measure them here with DATS and everything else, just to verify.
1: And you mentioned the off-axis response to that tweeter with the wave guide, so I I had to Google it, 60 millimeters is about two and a third inches or something like that. That's a pretty big uh, form, so you you tested that and you can verify that it will do off axis just as you said and you've got the data to prove it
4: in our charts yeah it shows 0, 015 20 25 30 it will show you that in our our uh but yeah, even
1: our, he's
2: talking about us verifying it even our oh, in car response
4: yeah, frequency
2: we, testing and everything else it it definitely backs it up
4: yeah for sure Yep.
1: that's what i like to hear yeah <laughs> Well,
3: I, I like to hear that they open them up every once in a while and check them because that just shows <laughs> to make sure that the manufacturer is still manufacturing them to spec, which is which is important. Which, yeah, yeah I sure. appreciate and
4: it's it's easy for things like tensile leads on terminals if the terminal doesn't get twisted during shipping or something to where you get a slap on a cone or stuff like that. And I like to check most of them before I send them out. And I I think I found one uh, that the terminal just looked like the thread lock on it didn't get quite set before they shoved it in the box or something and it it had turned on the push terminal and i just loosened the bolt turned it back and tightened it back up um but yeah we, we we check them i mean it's a it's it's a it's a rough industry out there as soon as people find something wrong man everybody knows about the negative
1: so yeah I'm curious about your dealer network. Um, how many dealers do you have in the U S and I mean, if it's a small number, you can probably tell me where they're located at, but if it's a lot, you can't I mean, how many do you have and where are they at?
4: It's constantly growing. So we have uh, Wisconsin, we have uh, a couple in Missouri, we have four, I think three or four in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, it's been slow. Honestly, the dealer stuff has been slow. We have Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I just talked to a guy in California today who's uh, just a, a LA area. Um, who's your Knoxville dealer, Knoxville dealer, sound factory. Okay. The sound factory. Um, so it's, it's,
1: they, uh, um, they host a show every year, don't they? Yes. Couple
4: My, Mike and Chris Myers are amazing. If anybody ever needs anything in Knoxville, those guys are awesome guys stand up. I would send anybody there. Never ever worry about anything. Um, um. But yeah, that's a great shop. Um, they were first to jump on. Mike Myers has been part of the audible physics family for years, uh, longer than I've been around with it. So, um, they were in a, they were super excited to bring in our products. Um, most dealers are bringing it in because people are you know familiar with uh, us or what we've done. We have not done any traveling. We have not sent out any pamphlets or random emails or anything. It's just kind of been word of mouth and, uh, as it grows, like I said, we're still learning. I mean, I'm I'm not by any means a a marketing guru, so
3: first and foremost, I just wanna thank Hi Fi Vega and Justin and myself for not making any Austin Powers jokes when you said Mike at Myers like ten times. Oh, I'm yeah. like, no one's said it. like yeah. there's at least one yeah, baby, but no one said it. Um
0: it took a I lot of restraint. Have a, but we did it. Yeah, yeah, we there did was
1: there was lots of restraint earlier when we were talking about freeways in the front of our car. I mean, there's yeah. been there's been restraint here, lots of restraint. You have to explain there's that one classy to me after people. the show. I, I
0: will tell you guys one thing that there's a lot of fly by night car audio companies that pop up here and there, and you never know what you're going to get. But I can tell you that I know these two guys personally. I've known them for what seven years now. This is definitely, like, even if the business failed, these guys would make it right with the customers. So there's no worries about that. Like, I vouch for you guys for these, both of them,
4: 100%. Yeah, I mean, and like Phil said earlier, we're not paying bills. We're not making payments on our houses with this money. Um, you know, all of us have been blessed with amazing jobs and careers, and uh, we're going to spend stupid amounts of money on audio stuff anyways. So... <laughs> This was kind of yeah, one exactly. of those deals where, you, you know, we grew up in the nineties looking at the magazines and drooling over it and you go into home audio stores. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's what we we're passionate about, but uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think our products are priced to the point where dealers are looking at it going, man, what do I got to lose? And yeah, That's what they say they do. I mean, we've done it before where Phil has a local dealer uh, by his house that he goes in and, and gets stuff from, um, And we just went in and we said, "Hey, can we get an empty spot on your display board? Can we throw a set of our aspects on there? And uh, we won't charge you for them. Just demo them. If people like them, let us know. We'll send you some. We'll get you some stuff." We left the set with them, and uh, you know it's been great. And people are constantly blown away by what we offer. So,
3: so um, that I think brings up the good point. What is the future, and what is the goal of Karma Audio? Where do we see you in twenty twenty? To, no, I'm just kidding, like 2029, you know.
4: Um, I think we're going to continue. we got to listen to what our demands are. I would love to be able to have a full line of speakers. Um, I don't know that we need to get carried away with making all the odd sizes, but, I mean, mm. I, I think modern cars today, uh, you know, we obviously made a 6x9 a lot faster than we anticipated. Um, that should go into production, and hopefully we'll have them for sale here in the United States. Um, you know, maybe, maybe mid to late summer. Um, but I think we'd like to do a subwoofer. Um, we I'm really good friends with Gordon Taylor. That, uh, is an amplifier designer, original owner of Genesis audio in the United Kingdom. Um, I would love to be able to pay Gordon to design us an awesome amplifier.
3: That would be nice. Yeah. Now when you say amplifier... You know, there's so many different versions of, ampl- you know, Class A, Class A, B, Class D. What, what would you envision that if, the, if it ever came? Would there be something that you would want it to be?
4: You know, that's a good question because that's a tough one because the demand on the amplifier size has changed so much in yeah. car audio. So it's tough. But, man, there's some really good Class D stuff coming out. Gordon has a design that's a Class G. Mm, it's a sure. little different power supply and the way it switches. Um, it's a much smaller product. Um, and then the you know Sound Digital came out with a Gan amplifier that's probably the size of two iPhones stacked together. Um, that sounds amazing. So <laughs> the technology is out there to make things smaller, but at the same time, I don't want to make things to the point where I got to outprice everything to not make it accessible. For me, it's more important to make it accessible to the young kid that knows what it's supposed to sound like but can't afford it. Um, So I think our first offering would be something in the middle, Class A, B, you know, smaller footprint but still good power but has to sound good that we can make affordable. And uh, I think that's kind of what's important in today's world. Um, But I mean, not everybody's gonna run out and buy a $3,800 two-channel Class A amplifier.
3: No,
0: no. Not many, I mean, there's, not, not there's there's only one Adam and Phil in the world that's willing to do stuff like that.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, Vega. I got all that cheap stuff.
0: I don't yeah. know.
2: There were quite a few at the, at the show we were at in Texas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs>
2: yeah, but but that's uh, that's probably most of them right
0: there, all in one spot.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Those those sixty five or seventy cars right there. That was that was all. That was the that's your high end amplifier market.
0: Yeah, and you guys drove how far to make it to that show?
2: I was ten hours, fifteen hours.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: And you drove that far with a with two holes in your floorboard for your. Yeah, for your I, I don't have the
2: holes in my floor. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah. It.
4: It's outside. It's all the noise goes outside.
2: Right? <laughs> you got a speaker block in the hole, so it's not yeah. really a hole uh, anymore. There you go.
3: <laughs> Honestly, Adam, I think what you need to do is just. Scrap your current floorboard and just make it all like an acrylic, you know, that's yeah can withstand fight, you know, withstand a crash. But yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. And you just watch the road underneath your feet? Yeah, oh, like like the that glass scroll. bottom boat. Yes, yeah. yes.
4: Exactly. <laughs> me and my cordless tools out in the garage yeah. in oh. acrylic to make a yeah, that sounds safe.
0: Well then if you can move it, I mean you can flintstone it if you have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Right. It's not about safe Adam, it's about being awesome. Yeah, we have it's about sa- it's about sounding good. It's about, sounding good. it's about sounding
0: good. Don't cut the floorboards out in your wife's ride. That, Just, that, that no. that's not going to fly. We
4: bought another car for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go full crazy on another car. So it's a, yeah. it's a, a project driven crazy car. So I c-
0: I can only imagine. So I, we only have a few minutes left. I figured we'll go into the chat. You guys tell us If you have any questions, we'll pop them up. In the meantime, let me shout this out. So, I don't know if anybody's heard of the Old School SPL Challenge. Well, the stickers are in. We're doing... Usually, the only way you get these stickers is if you put a number up in the Old School SPL Challenge using an amp. There's a Facebook page. I don't always mention it, but it's Old School SPL Challenge on Facebook. You can join. But we're trying to support... Are one of our guys that's always in there, always at the meets, Rick Wallabomb, his daughter has cancer. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I ordered a bunch of these, and you can just buy them for $5 each. All that money – well, let me see if it will focus here. All that money will go directly to the Kylie Strong Fund. So um, you can look at my Facebook page and get all the information for that if you guys want to in the chat.
3: That's – you know what? That's awesome that you're doing that. And honestly, five dollars is nothing. That's really cool that you're able to. Can they can they say give like twenty and still get one sticker if they want? Yeah, to yeah,
0: they could. They could get. They can do twenty and get twenty stickers if they want. So I ordered for the first run. I ordered a hundred, but if we sell those quickly, I can get them in in a week or two. So it's no big deal. We'll order as many as people want.
4: Yeah, that's a great and, cause. I, I, and uh, he's
0: in the chat. He he was actually at SQology last week late. I didn't get to see him try come back, but uh, yeah, he's a good guy. So we try to take care of the people that are in the community.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, God, I think I met him. I think I have got a demo. But, uh, yeah, I've been I'm friends with him on Facebook and just watching the um, – her, she's always happy in all the posts and pictures. He posted pictures of them eating lunch or dinner or something the other day. I'm just always blown away by the resilience of uh children and how uh happy they can look in such a, a trying time. So, uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll buy five of those and then uh, I, why don't you uh, let's talk to about this afterwards, Robert. I'll give you some shirts to sell, all right, and donate money towards that.
0: All right, that'll be awesome, yeah. Yep, he got the demo.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was pretty sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, I was there on Saturday, and it's it's hard to get demos on Saturday because you're in between people getting judged. So mm-hmm. you're trying to wait. You don't, you don't want to be in there while the judge is sitting there waiting. So Yeah. yeah. I but I got like demos. I never
4: got out of that thing on Saturday. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a long day, but it was good.
0: All right. You guys got anything that you want to add justin nick before we sign
3: out of here
1: no well, i'm good no. This has been fun yeah, yeah for no. sure guys thanks
4: for having us on
3: nothing here do you still want yeah, to do thanks, what we have coming up oh sorry do you still want to do what's coming up this week or do you want to just end it yeah 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 you can do what's coming up this week oh i i don't have anything coming up this week <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm glad. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Yeah. I know Justin's got something coming up. No,
3: I I do. I do actually. So I I have a couple reviews coming out this week. Um, One for a a head unit and one for a um, cheap pair of bookshelf speakers. And this is going to be a review that shows that I am unbiased or as unbiased as I can be. Let's put it that way. As unbiased as I can be. So you don't want to miss that review. Um, and you'll you'll get more. Actually, if you're in the after show, you'll definitely get more because our patrons have the after show. I'm also finishing up the CSS sub, which if you guys don't know, that sub is awesome, unbelievable. Love the SDX12 dual passive radiators. Love that sub. I'm gonna finish that up this week, and then um, I got the uh, what's that? Um, I got one more build coming up. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll figure it out when it comes out. <laughs> All right, Justin,
1: you're up. I, I'm, I hope to uh, this next weekend drop a video on on how to on Dats. Uh, I'm, my struggle is trying to make it exciting because if you have ever used a Dats, you hook the speaker <laughs> terminals up with the alligator clips. You you click on something on the computer, it goes whoop. And that's all it does. It's not exciting. Uh, I just got to find a way to make it interesting. As soon as I find a way to make it entertaining, just I'll edit the video and drop it. Add that whoop to it.
3: You'll you'll yeah. get – That's but that I, was entertaining right there. I watched the SketchUp video today
0: before the show, and if I ever make it out of the Stone Age and quit drawing in my uh, notebook, I'm going to watch that video and learn how to use SketchUp better. Oh, yeah, hey, Justin
3: – would you yeah. have in that video also how to measure capacitors and resistors and inductors? Because that would be nice for people as well.
1: That might be another video. For now, it's just going to be you know.
3: Just to speak. Here's
1: my here's my passive radiator uh, enclosure that I intended to tune very low, and I and I missed the mark. It's tuned to twenty eight or twenty two point five hertz. <laughs> I didn't mean to go that <laughs> low. <laughs> I mean, get a weight off the back of it.
0: But well, turns turns out Jason's a or Justin's a full on a uh, bass head, so.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's cool when you do the buzz test with the dats and the speakers trap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I've got? I've got the the boombox build back here. I might dig this uh, woofer out of this one because uh, when Parts Express sent these out, one of the one of the woofers had taken a taken a hit in shipping, and yeah. so they sent me out another one so I can do that that buzzing rub test because I've got a, a what should be a quality one, uh, and then I've got one that's clearly damaged. I hey, will see. Well, there might be a.
3: I don't know Might that be a reshoot in the picture. It was just it was just the frame that was a little bent, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know that I don't know that that's gonna gonna show up on debts.
0: Yeah, and I, I just have you know all my shows that I do, twelve V Talk, Reverse Polarity, all that stuff. Um, but you should do it I, anyway. I, I just dropped a a video on three systems you can get for fourteen hundred dollars in case you had stimulus money left and you didn't have to spend it on your bills, so you can check that out. But yeah, you got what do you guys want to pimp before we go? Did Adam. any of
4: those systems include Karma drivers?
0: No, they didn't. Epic you know beta. why? Epic You
4: beta. didn't have a
0: website. If, you know why? Oh. <laughs> so
4: <laughs> Hey, not everything you have to promote has to be sold on Amazon, though, I guess
0: I know. Come on, I know, we, you we know
4: it, get more Amazon links and comments from you than
3: Dude, it is It is so true it, we tell people all the time like we have yeah everyone has links to things right and we'll link to Amazon and other websites and Amazon will be more expensive and people will still buy it off Amazon a lot of times it's just like
4: hey you know what it's an opportunistic world so yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. I, it's, there's some people that just will not buy anything except off Amazon that's it's just easy crazy.
4: that's why because Americans are lazy
3: yeah I'm one luckily you're international yeah <laughs> yeah uh, you might've just, you might've just, uh, you know, pushed a little bit of your, your clientele out the window right there.
1: Uh, here's, I'll, I'll say this about Amazon, right. For the, for the, you know, for the longest time, you know, for the most part, my audio habit is on a shoestring budget. Cause it is, it is secondary to all the things you've got to do like, Pay for a kid's college. And it was like, you know, someone asked, What do you want for your birthday? I want an Amazon gift card. Why? Because I know Amazon has stuff I'd like to have,
4: and, and you can get <laughs> they an Amazon do. gift they card. Do. And
1: so, like, because it's I'm easy. Joking. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I know it's better somewhere else, but, you know, I can tell my mother who who'd never seen one of my YouTube videos because she can't work YouTube. Right. Just get me an Amazon gift card, it's, and, yeah. and so for for my birthday, uh, and that that's it, right? That's that's how I ran you know, up until I started the channel. It's how I financed things. So it's like you know, appreciate the fifty dollar gift card here and there. It it, it adds up. Yeah.
4: Um, hey, every now and then you need that part, you know, the battery terminal or the Y splitter or something.
2: You know, to yeah. be there in two days. Hey guys, I got to cut out, and I don't want it to shut me off without right, saying bye because uh, my phone's about to die
0: all right oh, no. i've been watching yes, this buddy. this whole time
2: and i made it i made it to the end at
0: least <laughs> yes you're a hero and a saint man have fun <laughs> right,
2: hey thanks for having us on
0: <laughs> yeah for Please sure go. all right so whoever's left in the chat we do have an after show that we do it's going to start here in a few minutes um if you're a 10 dollar patreon or more on all three of our our channels so if you are you got that link and uh if you're not, then we'll see you next Monday on
3: Nick's channel, right? Yeah, on my channel. And we're going to be discussing something awesome on it, so you don't want to miss it. Yeah, don't miss it. It's great.
0: We're not going see to tell you. Adam. It's a secret. I can't yeah.
3: tell you. It's it's too, too much secret. To, yeah, so,
0: too secret.